Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. I'm Bill Gilliland, and we're here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to do the things you went into business for in the first place. Before we meet our next guest, I want to make sure that you are tuned in to the fact that you're invited to come out and join us for the Asheville Business Summit. That's on Wednesday, October the 5th. It's at the Doubletree in Biltmore Village. So if you're a local to Asheville, come on out and join us. All the details are in the Biz Radio website. It's sponsored by Action Coach Growth Partners. It's sponsored by WNC Business Magazine. It's sponsored by Biz Radio. It's sponsored by Reliant Printing and Simplify Remodeling. It's part networking, part expo, part education, and all fun. It's edutainment at its best. So head on over to the website, get yourself registered, and we'll look forward to seeing you on October 5th. Today's guest is Krista Stearns. She's an entrepreneur, a developer, and she's actually even helped other startups with their businesses. So stay tuned. It's an exciting episode. My name is Krista Stearns, and I'm a longtime Asheville resident and entrepreneur. And just this past June, I started Mountain Mural Tours because Asheville is an art mecca and we need to show it off. So, Krista, welcome to the show. And just reel it back a little bit. I mean, you said you're a longtime entrepreneur. I mean, tell us your story. How'd you get to Asheville and, uh, and then how... How'd you get to Mountain Mural Tours? Just reel it back. Give us that. Give us that history. Well, if you want to reel it really far back, I went to Appalachian State University. So I've been in the region for uh, a really long time and I needed to move to a little bigger town. So I moved to Asheville in 1996. And my joke is I came in on a Friday, the Friday of Bellshare. So that was kind of a great introduction to Asheville. But back then, Asheville was a pretty sleepy little mountain town. I mean, it was bigger than Boone, but it, uh, yeah, it was a pretty quiet town. You know, downtown was boarded up. There always might make jokes like uh, there are more pigeons than people downtown. And uh, I, but I got to watch Asheville rise from the ashes. And um, in uh, 2001, I opened West End Bakery, which, so I got to help start the whole wave of businesses in what was formerly known as Worst Asheville. Um, uh, and I got to be a part of that. I got to help renovate the Bledsoe building, which has the Westville pub and Orbit DVD and Beauty Parade and all these great businesses in it. So I got to be part of the revitalization of West Asheville, which was a very exciting time. And it's turned into an amazing commercial business district. We have over 20 restaurants and a bunch of breweries and some great retail now. And I've raised my children here and they've grown up being able to walk up onto Haywood Road and go to Odds Cafe and fun stuff like that. So I feel like uh, I, 
I got to get really rooted in the community, um, starting West End Bakery, because um, we were kind of the first shop on Haywood. So it was really fun. Like I really got to know the whole West Asheville community that way. And I uh, got to know all the West Asheville businesses as they opened up along the corridor. Um, so I've been a part of the West Asheville Business Association for 20 years. I've been on the board and uh, it's been exciting to watch West Asheville uh, blossom and grow. And um, I know I always say that I feel like I got to see Asheville as a whole kind of rise from the ashes and because uh, look at downtown now, you know, so that's pretty exciting. But there's also, of course, you know, there's a lot of uh, challenges <clears throat> when your town becomes a tourist town and your population triples on the weekend. You know, there's a lot of challenges around that. Um, I think I'm talking too long, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're 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 good. You're good. Okay. I mean, it gives us a history. So let's 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 reel it back to the bakery a minute. Okay. Were you were you in uh in the uh, food industry before <laughs> you started West End, or did you just say, "Hey, we're going to start a bakery"? Well, that was kind of fun because I actually, you know, I'd been waiting tables my whole like uh, teenage young adult life, and so I was in the restaurant world that way. But I was actually in education prior professionally, uh, prior to opening West End Bakery. But then me and my partners, we, that was kind of around the time when, you know, West Asheville was called Worst Asheville. And a bunch of us 20-somethings moved into the neighborhood because it was affordable. We started fixing up all the houses and we're like, wow, we have this beautiful, historic central business district and there's nothing there to do. You know, we had, I think we had Possibilities was the only restaurant at the time. And uh, so uh, it was great. We kind of got out in the neighborhood and just started going to all the neighborhood events and talking to to our neighbors and like, hey, would you like to see something like a bakery in your neighborhood? Would that be something that would be, you know, of value to you? And we got an enthusiastic yes, because um, everybody was tired of having to go downtown to get a cup of coffee. And uh, so, yeah, so it was really kind of great that it sort of sprung out of the community that way. Um, and so, yeah, we got to renovate an uh, old historic building and the Bledsoe building as well at the same time because it was a joint, jointly owned property. And uh, so we got to kind of revitalize that whole block of Haywood uh, right at the intersection of Vermont and Sand Hill there. Yeah. So did y'all did y'all buy the building? Yeah, we actually we had to buy the entire city block to get the location of the bakery. It was interesting. So I don't know if you re you remember, but back then uh, the Bledsoe building had the original location of the Go Grocery. Right. And so David Cottle, the owner uh, of the Go Grocery, owned the Bledsoe building and our property and the two houses behind us on uh, Dunwell there. And uh, so we had to buy the whole property all at once, which it was kind of interesting. I was 28 years old and I was like, wow, I have to find investors. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's talk about that a little bit, because, I mean, you know, if an idea is good enough, a lot of times the capital will show up. So yep, and, yeah, uh, that's so, exactly how it worked. I mean, so we just got out. Yeah, so so I had a business partner, uh, Kathy Cleary is my business partner, and she is the uh, baker extraordinaire of the two of us. Uh, the bakery part was her passion. I was just very interested in creating a community space um, for 
West Asheville villains to meet up. And so we went out in the neighborhood and just started talking to everyone who would talk to us. And we found, luckily we found uh, some people around our age that had um, some money behind them and were really interested in seeing their neighborhood grow and change and develop. So yeah, so it was, it was actually surprisingly easy to find investors. So did y'all do, did y'all just knock doors? And just talk to people and see who would be. Yeah, interested. well, a lot of, I mean, we knew enough people that so like, I felt like we had enough connections to people when we, we would go to like neighborhood events, like back then, sure. you know, Vermont would do a neighborhood block party every year. So we would go to the neighborhood events and just start talking to people. Got it. Got it. And so did you have a plan or it was just like, Hey, let's buy a building and open a bakery. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, we didn't even really, we wrote a business plan, but fortunately, um, my business partner's dad was, uh, uh, was a electrician, plumber and carpenter. And so he was very available to help us with renovation. So we got to kind of, uh, do all of that, uh, without, you know, building up a lot of, uh, of overhead. So we actually did not start in the red, which was pretty great. So that's where does it hard for a restaurant to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, I want to, and so you, so you ran the bakery for how long? For fifteen years. Right, and so I want to come back to that, but there's a couple of things here. So um, the building itself. So did you buy out the investors or pay them out? Yeah, we or? bought out the investors just on our building. So now my business partner and I and our two husbands own that building. Okay. So you still own the building that, yep. that mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's see, that's, you know, that's a, there's a, there's a lesson right there. Cause you know, what I always say is and when you're building wealth, you generally start with a business and then you're going to invest in either real estate or. Right. Pay, and pay luckily back, like then, uh, back then West Asheville real estate was super cheap. I can't even I won't even tell you what I bought that building for. No, you don't. No, it was great. You got in early. I mean, you had a vision. You had a vision. You had on it, and uh, and here we are. And that property is super valuable right now. Super so, valuable. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So and well done. I mean, because you know, real estate. I mean, I always say you know you can buy and sell businesses, but you know you probably buy and hold real estate. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's probably your better. It's probably your better better investment on that. Definitely. So, so let's talk about, was it? Especially in Asheville. <laughs> so, so were you approached by someone who wanted to buy it or did you actively market it or how did you actually sell the business? Well, I mean, we did hire a broker because we just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever worked food service in your life, but even owning a restaurant, you are still working food service yep. and there, there comes a burnout place for that. Oh yeah, no, it's a super burnout business. Uh huh, it is, especially when you're, you know, you're employing many, you know, mostly, you know, I had 25, 20 year old employees that was cycling in and out all the time, and that just gets exhausting. Um, yeah, so we just kind of hit a burnout place, and so we hired a broker and we sold just the business, and so we've been playing landlord ever since. Was there, was there, were there any learnings that you could share with working with a business broker? You know, it was not a good experience. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that can be a good experience. I don't know if it's just so emotionally charged. I mean, the bakery was my first baby, you know, I mean, right. I, 
I, you really feel like that. Like every business you have is like a child. And so, and it, especially when you have business partners, so the so there's a lot of dynamics in there. So I don't know if it could be good. Okay. <laughs> but I would like it would be interesting to experience it with a different broker and find out if what it, yeah. much of that had to do with with her. <laughs> yeah. 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 What would you? I mean, what was? The, I mean, there had to be a learning or two in that. So, well, I definitely recommend that if there's a way to find a broker that it understands your industry specifically, right? Uh, that would be really helpful because she did not she did not know Asheville that well. She did not know restaurants that well, and that made it more challenging. I feel like so. I so think maybe, so. There's a couple there. Maybe maybe somebody who's local, right? Somebody who's local it. and somebody who understands your business. And you somebody know? Like, who, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like they're uh, actually restaurant specific brokers, which I sure. think makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, or they're brokers that that do a lot of things, but all, but have a special specialize in restaurants. In, in, yeah. in restaurants, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can be done ahead of actually even you know putting the business on market. And then the other thing that I tell people is when you're when you're selling your business, you might as well get ready to work harder than you've ever worked because you have to continue oh, to grow the business to make it. Because it can, right. it has to continue to grow to continue to 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 increase the value of the right. business and make it worthwhile for anybody. Well, else. then of course, and all your meetings have to be like at night where your employees can't see what's happening. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. If you want to do it, if you want to, you know, I've we've done it both ways. We've helped people sell businesses where all the employees knew it. Like for example, I've, you know, I've got a client now who's sick, and um, you know, they're the they they all know that he's going to sell the business because it 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 doesn't make any sense for him to keep right. it top secret. He's he's his health is 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 failing and he's got. I think you know, I might know who you're talking about. He's he's got it. It's actually not here in town, but um, oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So there there are ways to do it with the employees where they they will they will stick around. And I mean, you know, particularly in the with you know a lot of people who are who are, are a part-time. All right. Well, that's super cool. So you got the, you got the deal done um, with, uh, with the business. You made a great investment in some real estate. Um, sort of any other lessons in that, in the West End bakery thing that you'd like to share <laughs> before we huh. move on to the murals? Well, I mean, I'm really glad I'm still a part of the West Asheville community. Like I said, I'm still on the business associations. And so I'm still really plugged into it because I still really, I still really care about it. I'm still really invested in it. I'm still raising, I still have a kid in high school who's hanging out on Haywood Road, you know, and nice. Haywood Road is definitely a lot more challenging than it was back then for me. You know, of course, our homeless population has increased significantly and we have a lot more crime on Haywood. And so we work, the business association works closely with the police department. I got you, but it's, yeah. still, it's still a good, and you know, people should, uh, yeah, frequent it. Um, one real quick question: having a partner and working with a partner. Did how? how t tell us about that. Well, you know, I feel like uh, uh, Kathy and I did really great together. We were very complimentary. Like I kind of, we kind of divided and conquered. Um, so I mostly ran the front of the house, and then my husband came on uh, when I had I had children uh, two years into the business. And so he came on and so he and I would job share. And so we ran the front of the house and the bookkeeping and she ran the uh, back of the house. And so I 
we figured out a way to a really good division of labor and where we could kind of have our own territories, which I think is important. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think, uh, and my husband and I figured out how to balance raising children and owning a business, which was really helpful because um, one of us was always home and that was really great. Uh, but of course, having a business partner is always has challenges. And I, when I started this business, I was very excited. I was like, oh, I want to be a really, really small business where I don't, I don't, right now I don't even have employees. Like I have my husband's the driver for my business now, but you know, I kind of was like, oh, I want to try having a business where I don't have a partner and I don't have a ton of employees all the time just to see how much that, uh, increase the enjoyment but i did i mean kathy and i were great partners we are still we still are friends and landlords together so yeah <laughs> yeah well no absolutely all right well i mean i think that's the main thing is to have rules so that you don't mess up a friendship yeah uh with the rules and the division of the labor i you know clear responsibilities clear this is your you know that i've talked to a lot of partners over the years and and I've had business partners and it is, and I still have business partners and it's, it's a very interesting dynamic, but the clear division of labor, the clear, this is your lane, this is my lane. And then the clear, right. then, then the clear communication, I think is the, are the lessons that come out most in that. Well, let's talk about the mural tour business. Okay. So, yeah. So I wanted to try a really small business. And I wanted to try a really small business because I have gotten to watch Asheville turn into a uh, booming tourist destination where you, you know, basically see triple the population on any given weekend. And I wanted to see uh, tourism that is is what I view as healthy tourism that celebrates the locals in our community. So I am celebrating the local artists in our community, as well as the businesses that commission the great art that we get to see as we drive through our city in murals on, um, on many, many businesses in town. I figure we probably have more uh, street art per capita than the average city our size because, because Asheville is such an artist town. And a lot of that you can trace back you know, to our Appalachian craft heritage and how, you know, like the Southern Highland Craft Guild put their headquarters here in the 30s. And we just have a long art tradition in this region. And Asheville has kind of always been the kind of little capital of the region. And I think with the, uh, when the um, River Arts District was created in the 90s, that kind of cemented that as making Asheville a art destination. And so I love, uh, I've loved creating a tour that celebrates our local artists and our local businesses that commission the art that we love. What do you mean by healthy tourism? So, <clears throat> I mean, those of us locals definitely understand the challenges of living in a tourist town. I mean, we know all the negatives. There's more traffic, harder to find parking spaces, longer lines at restaurants, if you can even get a reservation at all. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's, um, you know, the short-term rentals issues that many of our neighborhoods are struggling with. Uh, there's, you know, potential damage to the environment, like we saw at, you know, Max Patch uh, in 2020. And I feel like, um, so there's a lot of 
a lot of struggles for locals with tourism. And I'm a local and a longtime local. So I've watched that uh, and participated in those struggles. And so I wanted to kind of create some healthy tourism where we're honoring and celebrating local artists and businesses. I run a, I give a locals discount tour once a month um, where I give a 20% discount to locals. Cause I feel like as locals, you know, I mean, truly we, we appreciate the tourism too, you know, for many reasons because of uh, the jobs and the kind of the feeling, the pride we feel in our community that it's so desirable and popular in the wider, uh, you know, region and country. And, you know, I'm sh we, I guess we get probably get a lot of international uh, tourists as well. So I feel like I want to do tourism that kind of, um, acknowledges that and the that tourism can be good for our community <laughs> and right. not just negative yeah oh i think tourism is good in a lot of ways if we embrace it if we you know if you want it if you want Asheville to be the way it was 40 years ago that's not happening i mean that's not even right and i feel like a lot of people kind of feel that way right now because we yeah it's just so overwhelming you know well i yeah i would i mean we we keep I mean, we built the city and you were part of the, of building this, uh, brand in a way that, um, you know, that is attractive. I and mean, we get ranked number one. I saw the other day we got ranked, Asheville got ranked number one again for the, like a best foodie town right. under 250,000 in population. So, I mean, we're, you know, we've always, and we've always had a tourist base. I mean, that the Biltmore house has been here. Right. You know, we've, we've always, we've always had it and it's always right. been a tourist destination. We've just, we're just living into it a little bit better. Well, look, this has been great based on all the stuff you're learning. You know, what are a few last tips that you would give to people who are in business or thinking about being in business? What would you say to them? Well, I've definitely learned uh, one of the big differences between uh, restaurants and tour businesses is that tour business have a ha always have a very slow start because I've gotten out there and got to know a lot of the tour operators in town. And because you have to bring people to you, mostly via the Internet, of course, and which is harder than just like opening your door and having people walk in. <laughs> But, you know, and yeah, so I recognize that I've learned that definitely. So I've had a slower start to my business, but I feel like it's also helped me to kind of get really comfortable in it. You know, my, you know, my tour is kind of a performance piece, you know, because I am basically, uh, I, I spend a lot of time um, talking about the art in Asheville and the history of Asheville that connects to the art in Asheville and the community that connects to the art in Asheville. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's quite, and it's fun because I actually do it with my husband. So we kind of like bounce off each other and throw some jokes back and forth, which makes it a little more amusing. But I feel like um, I've definitely learned that, you know, to be a tour operator, you have to have a certain kind of personality to pull that off well. And it's been really fun to see the reaction I get from tourists and locals. I mean, they're very different reactions. Like tourists are more interested in learning that like history and more about the community because they don't live here and they want to learn more about that. Whereas uh, uh, locals are just more interested in diving deeper into the art and, and understanding. I've had so many locals say to me, oh, I drive by this stuff every day and I just never think about it. And now I do. 
right it's been wonderful and to connect locals to the artists and their inspirations for for what they've created in our community and just to value Asheville as a as a art destination all right so if somebody wants to get a hold of you or book a tour how where should they go they should just go to my website is the best place and it's mountainmuraltours.com mountainmuraltours.com listen Krista this has been awesome having you on here there's a lot of good lessons in this and uh i'm super pumped to see uh how mountain mural tours develops and grows thank you i am too yeah yeah (laughs) and until next time all the best thanks for joining us today for epic entrepreneurs to make sure to go out and register yourself for the Asheville business summit on october 5th and here's a couple more things you can do Join our Facebook group. It's called We Build Epic Entrepreneurs. You'll get tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics to help you grow your business. And for even more, you can go out and download a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach. All you have to do is go to giftfrombill.com. That's giftfrombill.com, and you can get your free copy of The Coach Approach. And remember to go out to bizradio.us to check out all the episodes of Epic Entrepreneurs and to get registered for our event. That's bizradio.us. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.